0: The NRL Integrity Unit is investigating a nightclub brawl allegedly involving Canberra player Curtis Scott. A bizarre set of circumstances at the Bulldogs this afternoon. Now, player Lachlan Lewis has been accused of stealing club property, attempting to offload it online. A set of speakers worth a couple of hundred dollars. This
1: is a farce. You're playing a all for fools, Justin. When you arise, what was the stuff on the table? I don't
2: know what it was.
3: Cameron Munster, Brandon Smith and Chris Lewis have all been suspended for one match and fined based on their salary. I don't know what it was. Warriors fullback Reese Walsh has been suspended for two matches and fined $5,000 after he was caught with cocaine on the Gold Coast.
2: When your eyes, what was the stuff on the table? What was it? Sugar? Candy? Peter, I wasn't in the room. I don't know what it was.
4: Thank you so much for joining us here on the Dummy M Podcast. I am Biro. Now, T-Dog, how was your week, my friend?
1: Yeah, it's been a great week, Biro. Uh Got a chance. So we, My brother-in-law and his wife and mm-hmm. kids came up to visit. First time, I think, honestly ever for them. And my wife's been living here since 2008. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, it was great to catch up with them. Audrey had her first sleepover at our place. So we yep. had all the girls over. She had a ball. Yeah, It's just been a really great experience spending some
4: time with the family. Mm. Yeah. So no, my
1: week's been great. What about yourself?
4: Um, yeah, just sort of been doing some, because we're both on school holidays, yes. we're both teachers, been doing a few things around the house, getting a few things done, which is more about procrastination from the schoolwork I should be doing yes, than it I is know. about getting yeah. things done around I'll the house. I relate to that. Although I got started today, so I'm pretty proud of myself. Okay. Yeah. Good on you. So yeah, I've sort of been doing that and just um, all those jobs that you leave to the school holidays, that's what I've sort of been racking up. So it has been productive. So in one way, I kind of use my procrastination to be productive. Yep. So that's been, yeah, I've been enjoying that, but- I won't say I'm looking forward to going back to work but I'm certainly not dreading it. No, yeah. exactly right. Yeah. No, I think
1: come Tuesday because mm-hmm. Monday's obviously Easter Monday. Mm-hmm. Come Tuesday I'll be okay with going back to work. Yeah. yeah. We're heading down the Harbour Festival tomorrow for those listeners out there the Harbour Festival is like a, a free show yep. here in Gladstone to celebrate the Brisbane to Gladstone yacht race mm-hmm. and it's a four-day carnival that goes on here and you know it has all the rides and mm. the show bags and shows and markets so Yeah, we'll take the kids down there and have a look. And uh, I really like Easter. Uh, Mm. This time of year, the weather's beautiful. It's an
4: excuse to eat plenty of chocolate. Yep. So, yeah, really enjoy this time of year. Hmm. I'm going to go and do the 10K fun run. I know you don't think fun and run go together. They do not. I understand that. However, last year, my wife and her friends, she's in a walking group. They call themselves the walkie-talkies. And so they walked the 10K and they talked the entire time. I bet. I ran the 10K. And at the end of it, my wife and a friend said, Oh, we haven't talked enough. We're going to sit down and have a coffee. And there's a 3K event afterwards. So I went, well, I'll just go and run the 3K. (laughs) I remember you telling me that. I (laughs) think, I know I'm in the 10K, but (laughs) I have a funny feeling I'll be doing the 3K 3K as well. well, So yeah, getting down to that. But we have a massive show today, mate. In the joke off, we're going to be talking about the topic about sport. Is sport good? And we've got comedian Mick Meredith and comedian Tayrina Taiter. And they're going to battle it out. And we'll do a roundup of all the crazy shenanigans that just happened in round 5 Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm not so sure that we've had too much of a budge in the points, but no, we'll be talking a... about the dummy M yes. points update later. <laughs> And we've got a huge name from the theatre sports world as our guest today. We have Bec de Unamuno. Now, she's worked with The Chaser. She's worked with Hamish and Andy. She has been on a multiple television shows, star of stage and screen, and a writer as well. So looking forward to our chat with her. But why don't we just jump into it, mate? As you said, round five's just happened. Tell us all about it.
1: Well, based on my tipping, it was a pretty easy round to pick. It was mm-hmm. seven out of eight. The okay. only one I got wrong is I went for Newcastle to beat Manly, mm-hmm. and Manly gave Newcastle a bit of a pantsing. Yep, yep. That didn't help me. But, yeah, otherwise, I think it was a pretty standard round. We had the Broncos almost. just They just couldn't hold on. Mm-hmm. They looked good for like 65 minutes and then couldn't hold on. Just class. They lacked the, that polish that mm. the Roosters have. Your Eels managed to almost throw away <laughs> the unlosable. Being,
4: it's, it's, being it's up l- 20-0 against the Titans... Literally a guarantee to our fans, we oh. will throw away any 20-point lead. It's just insane. Yeah, but and
1: yeah. Uh, the Tigers still suck. Yeah, <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, yeah,
4: yeah. Just, mate, they're a rabble.
1: They are, honestly. And this is the first time in the whole West Tigers history they've started 0-5. Mm. I don't know how it's going to get any better for them. I really don't. How long do you give Madge? Yeah, how long's a piece of string? Once again, I, I think we've discussed this recently. Like they, They've had five or six coaches in the last 10 or 12 years, Mm. uh, sorry, Ivan Cleary being one of them, Mm. he decided to jump off the bus. But they've had other coaches Mm. and clearly they've got the board have to realise, oh, maybe the coach isn't the problem. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. 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 But we we do live in a world where the coaches are the first to go. Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. So uh, if they stick on their current trajectory, he won't make round 10.
4: Wow, that yeah, long? Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. I would think two more losses and that's yeah. it. In, oh, a row, in a row. They've got a pretty tough draw. So I think they're expected
1: to lose the yeah, next couple okay. of games. So yeah. he'll probably be given some grace there. Okay. Okay. But, yeah,
4: if they're 0-10, yep. he's gone. All right. Well, let's talk about the big thing that happened this round. Okay. Yep. So we had a little bit of homophobia on the field. Tell yes. us all about it. So uh,
1: Marcelo Montoya from mm-hmm. the Warriors decided mm-hmm. to throw a homophobic slur at Kyle Felt. Yep. Now – I have followed rugby league all my life. I've played rugby league, and I wouldn't say that, that it's not rare, but it's not common. Like uh, Using those types of words, I think, has been around forever. Yeah, yeah, for, yeah. Forever, yeah. forever. Yep. The unfortunate thing for Marcelo is that it was caught by a mic. Mm. We now live in a world where we've got to accept that that's not acceptable anymore. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not. I mean, growing up, you know, we used to say, oh, this is gay or that's mm-hmm. gay, you know, to yep. describe things. But... These days, we're educators and I, I do my best to educate the kids that there are other describing words yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to use than, than that. It's yeah. like just lazy. So I actually don't know what he said. He's copped a four-week ban for it. Mm. I, I have an issue with this. Me too. Yeah.
4: I, I, how can you punch a guy in the head like Payne Haas does yeah. and he gets one match? Yeah, like yeah. You smack a guy in the face but you use some hurtful words I, I, and I'm you gonna, get a month off. Like,
1: I, I actually think Payne Haas got charged too heavily. I, I'm in disagreement. So let me let me take you back. Mm-hmm. So we have guys last year who literally broke the law by sniffing cocaine on video.
4: But we didn't know what was in uh, the uh, substance. Yes, sorry, remember. Justin. Remember? We did. Yeah. <laughs> remember? You're right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Right. Well, they broke the law. Yeah. One guy got one match, and the other guy got nothing. Yeah. So we've got guys who are literally breaking the law. Yeah. Getting bare minimum punishments. Yeah. Like a slap on the wrist. Yeah. Mainly. Fain Haas and Albert Kelly. Essentially, it was a jersey punch. Yeah. I can I can live with a week. You know, it's yeah, whatever. Yeah, I can live yeah. with it. But I made to get four weeks. That's crazy. It, it is crazy. I tell you what, it sends a message though. It, to me, the NRL are saying, well, this is no joke. You say this kind of stuff on the field, but why aren't they just as serious about violence? Hip drops, you know, yeah, yeah. you head high
4: someone. And Crushes. And, oh, yeah. yeah and all and the, everything else that comes out of Melbourne. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, like the trooper she is, she's sucked up the hangover and she's back this week to give us her sports roundup. Here is the one, the only, J-Dub.
5: Sports, 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 sports.
0: Welcome back to the Dummy M Podcast News Headline Roundup with J Dub. I'm sober, I'm back at work, and I apologise for last week. Starting with the NBA this week a basketball you've never heard of in a team you're never going to remember the name of, cracked the absolute shits when he screwed the pooch by passing the ball to the wrong person, thus losing the game in the fourth quarter. One of the audience members just heckled him so badly. The player took his mouth guard out and pegged it at the bloke. Only problem is, it missed the bloke and hit a woman in the face. Now, I want to make a joke about spit, swallowing, face, woman, man. She's 16, so I'm going to keep the words out my mouth. Sorry, I started off with a Will Smith joke and ended up as Bill Cosby. Off to cricket next, where two of the accused kidnappers of former Australian bowler Stuart McGill have said in court that they in fact did not kidnap Stuart McGill. They asked him to come with them to their drug deal and he consented. Now, that's going to play out in court. I just know that I have been kidnapped many, many times in my past. I got kidnapped once to go and play a game of poker with my mates. I got kidnapped once to go to the pub with my mates. I also got kidnapped once to go to a stand-up comedy show that I was performing in. Surprisingly, I was in a very ordinary relationship every single time that I got kidnapped, and that was my excuse. And finally for this week, in triathlon news, Olympic star Petra Kirikova was red-carded this week when she was on the blocks waiting for her swim leg and decided just to have a little cheeky spit, just boy behind the blocks and got red-carded because it is, in fact, illegal. There's another spitting joke. What are the odds that there could be two women spitting and not swallowing jokes in one news roundup? I'm losing my mind. God, red-card, red-card. Imagine that poor bloke had to be on a rugby league field. He'd be red-carding everybody. Oh, jeez, I've caught my breath now. Sorry about that. Uh, just too many jokes about too many things really uh have a great easter fellas and thanks for having me back on the podcast sorry again about last week i did get very very drunk
3: the dummy m podcast face it as eels and broncos fans they need something else to talk about
4: well this lady has worked with many of australia's top comedians so she's worked with hamish and andy she's been on the chaser's war and everything she was on the big bite and she is an improv genius in fact she was once voted player of the tournament when her team won the World Cup a few years ago. We are speaking with none other than Rebecca de Unamuno. Thank you so much for joining us. Beck. how are you?
3: I'm really well, thanks, guys. That was a lovely intro. It took me back to, uh, <laughs> to a lot of things past.
1: Oh, so you're actually not still in that world, Beck? You've moved on.
3: I'm still in the world, but just just rattling off a few of the, the things I've worked on in the past was nice. It was a nice walk down memory lane.
1: Oh, awesome. Well, as b mentioned, you were named uh, player of the tournament for an improvisational competition and like world champion. So what is it like being a world champion of anything really?
3: Well, it's interesting because, um, you know, I'm a huge sports fan. So, you know, you, you know, applaud all world champion sports players and stuff. But in the world of improv, it's, uh, it's a different thing, really. It was great. It was at the Just for Laughs tournament in, uh, in Montreal. And uh, it was the World Improv Cup, and the, it was the first time Australia had ever played. So we went in as the underdogs, complete underdogs, in the competition. And uh, we played Canada in the semi-final, and it was at that point when we won it that everyone was like, "Oh my goodness, these Aussies know what they're doing. Like they're they're actually quite good." And uh, and then we played the US uh, in the final, and you know, there's something quite about beating the US at their own game. <laughs> yes. Yes.
1: <laughs> so Beck, I suppose my next question is then how how do you end up in the world of improvisational comedy?
3: It's inter- I was at, uh, I went to Sydney Uni and uh, I was always interested in the extracurricular kind of stuff, you know, mm. like mm. what else they had on offer apart from the coursework. And every Thursday at lunchtime at one o'clock up in the bar, there was a, a thing called theatre sports. Great and place like, to have it. Oh, great place. Thing? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Oh, great place to have it. And And if you failed, trust me those students who'd probably been drinking from about 10.30 a.m., they certainly knew how to tell you that you'd done something wrong. uh, (laughs) By the same same token, they they certainly let you know when you'd done something right. It was the best learning ground. And friends of mine were playing and I I thought, oh, You know there's no way I could do that there's absolutely no way and then over time I started to think of my own sort of answers to to scenarios and stuff and I thought oh maybe I could do this and a friend of mine literally dragged me on stage and said I think you could do this so I learnt without knowing any of the rules, any of the games we were meant to play. I would literally, Adam Spencer was the host at the time yep, and yeah, I'd literally yep. turn to my teammates and go, what's this? And they'd say, just just speak in gibberish and we interpret it. And I'd go, okay, in five, four, three, oh, two, wow. one. Yeah. So it was a literal baptism of fire. And just from that, I played in the grand final that first year I played and Julia Zemiro, the fabulous Julia Zemiro, mm-hmm. was one of the judges because she started at Sydney Uni as well. And uh, she said, oh, I'm directing the theatre sports at Belvoir Street Theatre, the the Cranston Cup, and I think you'd be really good at it. And uh, my teammate said, oh, one thing I should probably let you know, I've already registered us as a team. So (laughs) a lot of it was um, done for me, essentially. But from that moment on, I just realised this was what I was meant to do. You know, Mm. I always wanted to be a serious actor, but I soon realised that comedy was my bag and, and that I should stick with it.
4: Yeah, nice. Excellent. Now, we've been speaking to a lot of comedians post-COVID, post all the lockdowns, and you're know, looking at your resume, you've been on stage, you've been on screen, you know, theatre sports, stand-up comedy on radio. Essentially, you obviously are a very creative person, but we've noticed when we've been talking to other comedians that there's kind of a spectrum. There's those ones who, in the lockdown, they wrote two books, a feature film, and you know three <laughs> two-hour specials. And then we've got the ones who essentially just went through the entire Netflix catalogue and didn't write a single joke. Where do you sort of see yourself yeah, yeah, yeah. on that sort of spectrum?
3: Oh, look, I definitely watched everything, oh, for sure. <laughs> okay. I, 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 I realised that it's probably my vice in life is subscribing to way too many streaming services. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah right. That's, most of my hard-earned money goes to that. So I didn't really feel very creative because... When all your gigs are stripped away from you, when Mm. you've got all the things that you normally do, because that's also your social life, like your comedy work is also your opportunity to catch up. And so all of that was taken away. And so I, I wasn't necessarily feeling very creative and I was lucky that I had a couple of things that kept me going, you know, some voiceover work and stuff that I could do from home. But... Yeah, I kind of used it as a as a way to to actually have a holiday for the first time. Like, because we never get the chance to have a holiday. Because if you go on holiday, you don't get the work and you miss out. You know, so it was nice to sort of just take some time for myself. And I started decorating. I started buying cheap things online to decorate my house, which I'd never had the time. To do before, and it was quite fun, and I found that was a bit of an obsession as well. I had to stop.
1: <laughs> oh, you haven't turned into some like crazy cat lady, or hoarder, or something. <laughs>
3: well i'm not that bad but if i if i shop for any more um storage cube units i think there will be an intervention <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: now beck earlier on we, we are actually an nrl podcast and mm. uh, so earlier on you mentioned that you yes. are a mad sports fan mm, so yeah. you're in sydney yeah. we've got to ask who do you support
3: well, look, you know, it's interesting. NRL back in the day when I was in uh, when I was a kid, I grew up in the in the Hills District, so it was the Parramatta Eels.
2: That's B- B- I mean, B-
3: B- my team. <laughs> I was a big fan, and, I, and that was the you know they were talking the Peter Sterling, Eric Groth sort of years where that's that's yep. the years we were looking yeah. at, and yeah. then. Then I was a bit fickle in my NRL choices and I, I, uh, my brother was a, became a huge Canberra Raiders fan. Okay. Understandable. Uh, and we're yeah. talking Mal Meninga, Ricky yeah. Stewart, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lorry Day. That golden age, and yeah. They're like 88, uh, 89, the, 89. Yeah.
4: 90. yeah, yeah.
3: Yep. That's right. That's right. And so I jumped on the bandwagon and became a, a Raiders fan. And I would say now considering the area I live in, I'm Souths. I'm a Souths fan. Oh, I've, oh, wow. I've, I've flipped. I okay. know. It's it's interesting because I found this is one thing I you guys would would probably have an opinion on, but when Super League happened, remember when yes, Super yeah, League yeah, yeah, yeah. began? Yep. And there, you know, there was all that division between the clubs and the teams and the and the competition itself. Mm. I lost my love for NRL during yes, this year. Yeah. Did you yep. feel that? Yeah. Uh, absolutely.
1: Not me. I was uh, still a teenager at the time. Early teens, actually. So I – and I was playing rugby league at the time. So I think, for me, I probably didn't understand the gravity Mm. of what was going on. I just – I probably liked it because we got more rugby league. Mm. Now that we you know we're 20 odd years yeah. you know on and I look back I go no that was not 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 a great time for yeah. rugby league at all. I mean for the players that mm. went to Super League they mm. earned bulk coin mm. so it's probably great for them yeah. but no as a fan I think we definitely lost out when I look back. Mm.
3: Yeah, and so and then just over over years, I've I've kind of gotten pretty into AFL. Like I, I must admit, I've kind of gone a bit into into AFL. I'm a Swan supporter, mm-hmm. and um, and then I've always because my dad is from Central America. It's uh, when I say football, we talk the real football here. Yeah. We're yes. talking the you know the game you use with your feet. We're talking mm. soccer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've always been a, a soccer fan. We've always watched that together as a family, and and I played a little bit when I was in high school, and my brother played. As well, and so, and we also had the influence of my dad. Uh, my brother grew up playing baseball, so I was watching and supporting baseball from a from a very young age as well. So wow. I had a, a real yeah. um, uh, interest in sort of more international sports a, as well. But cricket, love cricket. I'm a huge cricket fan.
1: Okay, yeah, all right. Well, I've got one final rugby league question to ask you. So, being okay. a South Sydney fan, what are the South Sydney colours?
4: Mm.
3: Oh, we're talking green Mm, and red. No. (laughs) No. That's an unfair (laughs)
4: question. It's cardinal and
3: myrtle. Yeah, it
1: is. But I just wanted
4: to ask how true
3: of a fan you are,
1: that's all. Oh,
3: how deep a fan I am. Yes. Okay, okay. okay. I know who the owner of the club is.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, hang on. Well, let me ask you, what are the colours of the Parramatta Eels? Who were your original team and my team?
3: Oh, well, now we have to say gold. It's Correct. It's definitely gold, yes. isn't it? Yep. Yes. And and it's a blue. What kind of blue? No, 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 no. no, no. no. Sort of really
4: no it's blue trendy. and gold. It's not blue, blue and, and yellow. It's no, blue and blue gold. Yes.
3: Blue, oh, okay, good. I thought I had to be specific. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well done, you. Well done, you. Now, we do know that you are performing at the Comedy Store soon, I believe April 21st to 23rd. And uh, what are you doing there? You're sort of headlining, you're emceeing. What's the role there?
3: I'm emceeing. I'm emceeing. Oh, nice. uh, yeah, about about uh, a month ago, I I headlined there, which was great fun, and and I love the comedy store. It's such a it's. I mean, it's a purpose built venue for comedy, yep. and you yeah, can't yeah, go yeah. wrong. The the energy of that crowd is pretty spectacular, and um and I always I always enjoy my time there, and and the people that that run the store, they really look after you. So it's yeah, great. um. It's it's always good fun and it, and it's we do a lot of shows we do the Thursday Friday and then two shows on the Saturday mm. so it's a really good run for the week which is great fun
4: fantastic mm. so all those people out there in Sydney make sure you get along April twenty first to twenty third and you can see Beck performing at the Comedy Store now it's still at Fox Studios isn't it
3: yes it is yep yep still yep. there it's yep. it's a, it's a bit of a survivor amongst a, a lot of the places there at uh, Fox Studios still going strong yeah
4: excellent awesome well thank you so much for joining us Beck and go. The Eel slash Raiders slash whoever else you follow. (laughs) Um, That's
3: my favourite of the month.
4: (laughs) Uh, Whoever's winning at the time.
3: That's right. I'm very fickle.
4: Yeah. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for joining us.
3: Pleasure. Thanks, guys.
4: Well, we have the dummy and we talk about all the dumb things in sport and hard to believe that JWH, mate, he he hasn't been too dumb this year. That's the hard thing to believe. I'm so disappointed. Yeah. He has for, well, last year, our front runner.
1: Yep. Got to mention on every show, if not every other show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, we're five rounds in and this guy is not living up to his reputation.
4: Mm, I think two weeks ago, though, he was essentially trying to jerk players' knees when he was tackling them. And it was quite dangerous. It was was Melbourne-esque. Like, that's how dangerous it was. But it well, certainly was on. dirty. It hang certainly on. was dirty,
1: mate. That's a high bar. <laughs> you yeah, right, right, All yeah. right, right, sorry, JWH. <laughs> yeah.
4: Maybe I'm being a bit unfair. That's there. right. Yes, but still, I mean, you could essentially cause ligament damage and put players out for an extended period of time. It was not needed whatsoever. But I guess he just got what a penalty or a slap on the wrist. Yeah, for that. yeah. No, yeah.
1: Yeah, it was just a fine. He just got a fine. Oh, okay. So uh, yeah, 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 which is interesting for a guy with his history. Yeah, that he got off. Fairly lightly. Mm. And I think as time goes on now, we are, as fans, I don't know about you, B-Row, but me, I'm I'm sick and tired of the wrestling. Mm. I want to go back to the days where there was no wrestling. Mm. Just good old tackles. Like we do all this up high, hold them up, third man in, lay on the ground, roll around, all that kind of stuff. And it just, yeah, so the days of the hard men are gone. Now, JWH has probably crossed the line Mm. many, many times. And his tackling technique... Definitely does need to need a revisiting, let's say. Yep, yep. But he's 33 now. He's starting to get to the end. You know, the, he might not be able to bend over as far as he yeah. used to be older. You know, he's got that old age back.
4: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, So when he's on the ground, you know, it's harder for him to get up. So he's probably, oh, I might just have a bit of a roll around
4: here, those kinds of things. So I hope that we see him pop up in the next couple of weeks. But he should, he should be able to play for another five years. I mean, essentially, what's his season? Seven, eight weeks on the field, and the rest <laughs> on the bench? <laughs> well, it's funny you mentioned B Row missing
1: games. We had quite a serious incident on the weekend, mm-hmm. uh, well, injury more so, yep. that Latrell Mitchell has done his hamstring tendon. Not his hamstring, his hamstring tendon. Right. So he's out for eight weeks. Oh, yeah. yeah. huge blow for Souths. But the reason I'm making this point is, back to your point, missing games. Now, since Latrell joined South Sydney, could have played 61 games, I think, or something like that, or 55 games, somewhere along, the, along those lines. Mm-hmm. He's played 35, yep. and missed 20. Wow! So through injury, suspension, suspension, whatever it is, yeah. So here's a guy that is missing a fair chunk of footy, and they're paying big dollars. Yeah, for yeah, yeah. It. Now an injury can't be helped. Yeah, yeah. And there was talk that he his knee had been sore, like he got a cortisone injection to play that game. Wow! In round, like that's how bad it's going. Now I'm a pretty heavy set guy. I do have some problems with my knees, not to mm-hmm. the point – I'm not a professional athlete, but I, I could see probably by the time 50 I'm going to need knee reconstructions. Mm-hmm. So, but my problems with my knees is because I just carry too much weight. Yep. And I honestly believe that's the same with L- Luttrell. You look at him, he's mm-hmm. carrying – for a guy that's playing fullback, he's carrying yeah. too much weight. He's yep. come back, he's had a good time in the paddock in the offseason, mm-hmm. he's carrying too much weight, and I think it's just caught up with him. But 20, 20
4: out of 55 games, mm-hmm. that's huge. Another person who misses a fair bit is Harry Grant. Yes, and he's meant to be your hooker for Queensland. Yes. that correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So look, I, I I expect him to miss.
1: I actually think he's playing this week, so he's actually played consecutive games, which mm-hmm. is rare for him. Yep, he'll probably have the next four or five weeks off, and yeah. then he'll be fit for Origin.
4: Yeah. Yeah, if not, congratulations to Eels player Reid Marnie, who will be filling in for bench warmer Grant because he's just—he's always injured. I agree with you. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. And this is—we've had this discussion. I don't know
1: whether he's a quality player, and he's in the Kalen and Ponga mould. It's—it's one week on, three weeks off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know both these guys are very, very young, very young. Mm. We forget how young they are. Like Harry Grant Green's twenty-two. Yeah,
4: yeah. yeah. pong
1: Ponga's twenty-three. Yep. They're very young, and I'm just not sure whether they... You don't stop growing until you're 24, whether they've grown into their body, whether they started playing too soon, mm. handle the rigours. I, I, I don't know, but,
4: geez, they're injured a lot. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. so hopefully Luttrell, because he'll probably miss Origin as well.
1: Well, there's talk that he won't play Origin 1. That, that's already confirmed. Yep. However, I've got a sneaky suspicion if he's fit and healthy, regardless of whether he has played any games, Fitler will select him. Really? Yes, yep. He, mate, he's, he's a gun,
4: Yeah.
1: Uh, it, it pains me to say. Yeah, but yeah. He, he's got X Factor, he's got plenty of go in him. Yep. I reckon come origin time, so whatever it is, round 12, around
4: 13, whenever mm.
1: the time comes, if he's played no footy, he'll be
4: there. I wonder if, you know how you can buy players jerseys with their names on them? I wonder if his has got like an extra room for the gut. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Do you want to hear my... Force 5 joke?
4: Well, let me tell a joke. Yeah. <laughs> Would you like to hear me tell a joke? Knock,
6: knock. Who's there? You can tell a joke, can Nope.
4: Oh. Well, it is joke off time, and we've got two great names today. We have all the way from Sydney, Tay Rina Tay, how are you?
6: Great. Um, yeah. Coming live from the work bathroom, sure. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> now just double checking, is Adam Elliott safe? Is he there with you? Is he safe? <laughs>
6: Yeah, look, I can't confirm or deny. Sorry. <laughs> okay,
4: good answer, good answer. And we have the man, the legend himself, Mick Meredith. How are you, Mick?
5: I'm good, mate. I'm in uh, sitting in the back of a twin cab Ute, so uh, I don't know who's winning here. Who's winning here. <laughs> the, acoustics,
6: the acoustics are delightful, though I must oh, say. Oh, thanks
5: very much. Thank you. Well, what are you staring at, Mick? Then, in the back of the Ute. What's the- the back of a bald man's head, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, I hope it's the back of a bald man's head, just quietly.
4: <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. Well, we thought we'd get these two to line up on the topic of sport today. So is sport good? That is going to be the thing that they're going to battle out over. Now, we have tossed the Coin. Who's going first, buddy? Well, Taylor, you know, it's going to go first. Okay. Uh, yep. we,
1: we don't need to explain the rules. We've, we've done it a million times, so we're going to jump straight in it. So, T, you're going to go first. Once B-Row rings the bell, hit us.
6: A little lubrication there please (laughs)
4: Sport
6: is good It allows rugby league players To diversify their convictions Uh, And if you're really good at sport You can go overseas And pick up a couple of international charges Choo choo
4: (laughs) <laughs> I <I'm guessing
6: laughs> okay. it make sense I'm
1: guessing that is that related to Jared Hayne, I'm guessing is it? Of
6: course it's
5: like yeah hey,
1: there you go hey,
4: hey.
5: Yeah. All right, Mick. Yeah. Oh sport is bad. Sport is really bad. There's a so-called sport called Little Athletics. Have you seen the size of some of these kids? They're bloody huge. That's false advertising. (laughs) And those chunky kids get awards now just for bloody participation. They should know if they're winners or losers. It'll it'll make their life a whole lot easier as as things go on. And like I'm referring to basically is that lady that ran onto the field during the Titans and Eels match. And the Titans, there's false advertising as well. They're not bloody Titans, are they? No, (laughs) Yeah. Now, that lady, she ran on the field and uh, she was interviewed after the match and she said, I always wanted to run onto the field. And you know why uh, she wanted to run onto the field? Because when she was a little fat kid, she got a bloody medal for participating. (laughs) (laughs) Incidentally, incidentally, I think the NRLW should just be drunk mums in skinny jeans and bras just tackling each other for 80 minutes. (laughs) Throw that idea out there. I would watch that.
6: (laughs) I'm going to argue, sport is needed, nay, a necessity. Because without sport, sitting around for five days watching someone hit a stick with a ball, while his 15 friends try to catch it, while adjusting his crotch in a farmer's version of a white tuxedo, isn't called insanity, it's called cricket.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love cricket.
5: <laughs> okay,
2: thank you. All right, yeah, bye. no, it's all good.
5: Sport is bad, my partner is from the UK. She thinks Australian sport is bad. She doesn't get it. For example, our laundry is next to our doorway. We put all our dirty clothes in a laundry basket in the doorway of the laundry. So when I get home, a little sweaty, I take my pants off and I play a little game of trying to get my undies into the laundry basket from a distance. (laughs) If I get them in, it's a bloody bonus. If I don't, I just bloody leave them there next to the laundry basket. So over a period of a few days, there will be some undies in and some out. My partner gets home, she's very pissed off about this, always complains about all the undies sitting right next to the laundry, asking why I can't put them into the bloody laundry basket. So I explained to her, you're from the UK, you don't understand. In Australia, we have a sport called AFL. If I kick a goal into the basket, I get six points. But if I miss, I still get a point. So after a week of this, I get three in and four out, I still get 21 unanswered points. I feel pretty chuffed about that explaining it to her. Her response is pretty swift. She picks up three pairs of one point undies and slingshots them right into my face. I'm shocked. I ask her, What's the story? She goes, Where I come from in the UK, we play darts. That's 180. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long story to get to the end. Of <laughs> no, it was good, mate. It was good. All
6: right. Sorry. Uh, excuse me. I just, to, I just need to drag my soapbox. Oh. Give me a second. <laughs> yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Are you ready for this?
4: <laughs> okay.
6: Sport is good. Sport is crucial to society. It employs a lot of otherwise unemployable people, like Mick Malloy. It gives people the opportunity to express themselves. I mean it gives Eddie McGuire a whole other medium in which to be an asshole. <laughs> but most of all, it inspires dreams. It inspires young girls to dye their hair blonde, hop on down to the nearest loaded hog and give it all up in the bathroom. All that so they can one day appear on quality TV shows like Housewives Melbourne, or Housewives Sydney, or even in a pinch, Housewives Auckland. <laughs> but I'm gonna say sport no, nice. is life. I I'm agree. gonna say sport, we can take our housewives but you can never take our free-to-air
2: sports.
5: Ah! <laughs> <laughs> nice. Ah, <laughs> oh, <laughs> sports sucks. Sports sucks. <laughs> UFC. UFC sucks. That's the most brutal and dumbest sport ever. It's always on in the pub when I'm in there. So I end up watching it. I only, be, I only watch it just because, just in case I get caught in an octagon, just wearing my underpants <laughs> and fingerless gloves. <laughs> so I'll know what to do next. So I've been watching a lot of the UFC there appears to be not many rules except you can't finger them in the ass, and you can't eye gouge them. Now, if I was a UFC fighter, that would be my move. I would finger them in the arse, <laughs> then I would eye gouge them, then I would run around the octagon until they got pink eye. My nickname would be the suppository. Sport is shit.
1: Ah. <laughs> 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 oh. <clears throat> Now, B-Row and I are obviously sports lovers, so uh, you did a great job of arguing against sport there, Mick. I, I did definitely love the uh, the dart joke. Being a darts fan, I do watch some darts. But I've just got this image in my mind of a Tarina in the toilet, standing on her soapbox. Let's face it, it was the lid of the toilet, performing that last joke. So I think just for that, today's winner is Tarina.
4: Hey, Congratulations. You can get off your soapbox now, Taylor. Okay, sorry. Thank
6: you. I put that away.
4: (laughs) If you've ever thought about starting your own podcast, then Buzzsprout is the platform for you. Buzzsprout is easy to use and you can upload a new episode within minutes. The platform has tons of features to help make your podcast sound great as well, like video tutorials, helpful Q&A sections, and a quick customer question page where you can get one-on-one support. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch, promote and track your podcast. Your show can be online and listed in all the major podcast directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts and more within minutes of finishing your recording. Following the link in our show notes lets Buzzsprout know we sent you and if you sign up for a paid plan, you get a $20 Amazon gift card. So check out Buzzsprout today in our show links. Join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. Well, mate, not sure if you watched the Titans-Eels match on the weekend, but obviously they were exploiting a bit of a loophole when it came to essentially milking a penalty, being charged a penalty, holding players down so that the ref would go, oh, stop, and then they were going, oh, actually, now we want to challenge the play that happened prior. Now, for some strange reason that ref didn't get the memo that it's meant to be, you actually, it's got to be on the play. Yes. You can't, you know, otherwise you could go back to, well, what about in 93 when this happened? We yeah. want to go back and reverse that. So I don't know what the ref was doing because I'm not going to sit here and you know I'm, I'm on the Parramattis podcast with my mate Bernie and Bernie's like, oh, the ref was totally against us and blah, blah, blah. I, I'm not really going to buy into that. But they certainly weren't enforcing the rule as it's meant to be. So I don't know what was going on there. I think it was actually really clever by the Titans. No to, doubt. To, to, no doubt. If there's a loophole, man, main, yeah, I get it. I get absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: I, you asked if I watched this game. I actually watched bits and pieces of this game, not mm-hmm. the whole match. Because once I f- sort of found Parramatta up twenty nil, I thought, oh, game over." Should have oh, kept did watching you think that. That's yeah, Cam I know. Mata. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's yeah. The, we
4: always give away. Yeah, the lead. I know. I know.
1: But up. I happened to watch one of the moments. I happened to be watching was this incident we're talking about. One yeah. of the incidents yep. where the referee did make. The wrong decision. I was yeah. watching it live. He made yep. the wrong decision in the lead up to this play. And yep. everyone knew it. Yeah. So the Titans are like, well, I'm just going to... The guy, was I think it might have been Justin Herbert, um, was literally laying on top of, staring at the referee, waiting for him mm. to blow the penalty mm. so they could then go and challenge so I wouldn't be surprised, once again, the NRL being reactive rather than proactive. Mm. I'm sure they'll come out with some sort of rule, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, or there'll be a, a change this weekend, mm. whatever it is, mm. that you'll you'll stop seeing it. It's not a great look, you're right. There's all this acting going on. Oh. I, still, I still like the captain's challenge. I, li- I, I really like it. Yeah, I, think, okay. I think it needs to stay in the game. Yep. But once you move on to the next play or whatever it is, yeah, you can't go back.
4: See, I was watching it on KO. I was actually at some MMA fights. A mate of mine had a fight on Saturday night. And sure enough, his fight sort of came around the time the game was on. So I'm watching it on mute. And it's just captain's challenge after captain's challenge. It was bizarre. And I'm like, I didn't get to hear the commentary, so I didn't really know what was happening. And then there was the Junior Paulo Brimson incident. Okay, Now, I don't care, all right, send him off for a week. Give him a week, man, if you want. But that was bullshit in the sense that... Brimson goes down, okay, and all the Yields players go, no, 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 I, I hit him with my shoulder. Should, yeah. And they go, no, 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 this is, a, this is a HIA, get off. They send him off, they wait till he's off. Brimson jumps up and goes, no, 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 I don't need to go off for a head injury because it wasn't my head, yeah. it's my shoulder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, so now bring Paula back on then yeah. and apologise to him, drop the charge and let's get on with the match. But instead, so he's there trying to not have a HIA, not leave the field by saying he hasn't been hit in the head. Mm. So then, oh, it was, oh, I don't know, it was just insane. I,
1: I'm telling you, mate, the one way to clean it up, and I think this is what they're trying to do by the doctor in the bunker. Mm-hmm. I, I think this is where they're trying to go. But I've maintained, as soon as a player lays down, they immediately leave the field. Yeah, It doesn't matter whether it's knee, ankle, shoulder, mm. neck, head, whatever. Mm. If you're laying down and you can't immediately get up to play the ball, you're off. You're yeah. off for your 15-minute whatever. I don't care whether they call it a HIA Injury sub, it'll stop all that rubbish. Mm. It will, I'm telling you, it will stop. I thought that initially the call was actually rough on Paulo. Yeah. But I've seen other camera angles and he does actually hit him in the head. So, mm. yes. But then the fact that AJ Brinson didn't go
4: off a HIA, it's just insane. Yeah, but I agree. Yeah. Anyway, at least he didn't get four weeks for calling him a name. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yes.
6: And now it's time to talk some hijinks. Game on, boys.
4: Well, it's time to update the points in the Dummy M. Now, if you go to the Drunken Sober Chronicles on Facebook, you will see our list of points. What players get given points for whatever infraction that they've essentially, or shenanigans they've gotten involved with. And at the moment, the mathematician, of course, the person who does all the points is T Dog, and he's about to enlighten us with how things are going. I'm not going to lie, I already had a bit of a look here. And I know who's in front, but it seems there's a bit more of a movement in the tail than there is at the top. So let's hear it.
1: You're right, Biro. There's been no movement at the top Mm -hmm. uh, this week. So we've still got St. George in front on 15. Mm -hmm. In second place, we've got the Broncos on 12. Yep. And third place are Penrith on 10. Mm -hmm. But you're right. Now, so last week I mentioned there were still five teams that hadn't earned any points. Mm. Well, four of those teams have now earned points. (laughs) (laughs) So the only team that hasn't earned any dummy end points after five rounds is Manly. So they're sitting on zero. Yep. And then the Sydney Roosters, the Raiders, the Rabbitohs, and the Titans
4: are all on one point. Okay, and so that was just for things on the field? Yes, yeah, yeah. They call, uh, a player from each one of those teams copped a fine. Right, right. So is kind of shadowing what they're doing in the actual NRL ladder where they don't really have any points. So yes. Yeah, that's, well, that's kind of... Yeah,
1: yeah you're, you're right. <laughs> I'll be right. I don't know if it actually is a joke because they're actually in the top eight and the Broncos
4: aren't. Well, I mean, I get that the Broncos aren't. Like, everybody would have assumed that was happening, <laughs> yeah. but I just had a funny feeling that Manly had not been performing well, but they've actually... They've only lost two, haven't they? Yeah, they lost yeah. their
1: first two and yep. they were all already swords and daggers out, but they've won their last three and they've
4: had some good wins. Didn't they, though, well, <clears throat> when you say some good wins, oh. what was their score against the Dogs?
1: Yeah, well, you're right. It was raining, like it was pelting down. Maybe they found their form that night. Yep. I don't, I don't, who knows? Who knows? But, yeah, they scraped home against the Dogs. They gave Newcastle a, a massive touch-up last yep. week. Yep. So, yeah, they're they're at the bottom of the table. They're in the top eight in the actual competition
4: that doesn't count. Yeah.
2: yeah.
4: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> How big was Thursday night? Cowboys 18 over the Raiders 12. The Cowboys headed down to cold old Canberra, the land of the Jennifer Aniston nipple all year round.
3: Hi, boys.
4: Thursday night was so cold in Canberra that Joey Johns had to light a campfire under his ass just to shelf an ecky. Cowboys fans were very happy. John O'Thurston got that excited, he touched himself more Thursday night than a Catholic priest would an altar boy showing a hint of leg in the rectory. What a show, the Canberra Raiders really copped it more than Pamela Anderson in that VHS I remember.
2: Uh, oh. From what we hear, the Raiders were beaten up that much at home that coach Ricky Stewart is reporting it as DV to the Canberra Police. <coughs> Catch-a-later bags,
4: all right, mate, we had a few people enter the field on the weekend. So there was obviously a female took to the field at the Titan Eels match. Then there was a male who ran on at the Cronulla Tigers, Tigers match and essentially tackled the security guard. Yeah. And then there was a climate protester at the Cronulla Tigers mm. match Who ended up getting three months in jail because because of previous incidents and this one added onto it. But one thing's been bothering me all week, right, is that those two are referred to as pitch invaders, okay? Yes. But the Titans Eels lady was called a streaker. Now, she's wearing jeans, she's wearing a bra. She's not a streaker. We didn't see any flesh, like no chest puppies, nothing like that. So all week there's been this misleading, fake news that this woman was a streaker because she wasn't in any way, shape or form.
1: No, you're right. Mm. And she um, takes a bit of balls to do – well, I don't know if balls is the right word, yeah, but, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. takes some uh, – I don't know, four, courage. Four-week yeah. ban yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, mate. Yeah, oh, yeah, Sorry, yeah,
1: sorry. <laughs> the next four right. shows will no, be a different right. co-host <laughs> with me. Yeah. Yeah. See you after Origin.
4: Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I just – I don't know what she was thinking. She clearly had a few beverages. Oh, do you not know that she actually said this was a bucket list? Oh, I've always wanted to do it and because she got crash-tackled by the yeah, security guard yeah. and some and people got upset about it. People I, have been up in arms. No, no equality, absolute, yeah. okay, good enough for men, good enough for women. So I have no problem with that. But I love the fact that she afterwards, she just went, I got what I deserved, the guy should keep his job. I agree with you, it yeah. looked, It looked like because I was in the air it looked bad, but honestly I wasn't hurt yeah. and I've always wanted to do it. And oh, I yeah. actually think... You know, think about the climate protesters who got three months in jail. I actually think that the NRL are going to be very kid gloves here because she could turn around and possibly go down that sort of feminist argument and go, "Look, I was, you know, this is domestic violence and blah 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 blah." So right. I actually think she'll get off.
1: You think, even yeah. though she's come out and said that what you just said, yeah, yeah, yeah. she came out and said, "Oh
4: mate, no, I got what I deserved." Yeah, but if Lionel Hutz gets in her ear. Yeah, You know, yeah. like, suddenly, oh, I can't move my neck now. Yeah, you, you know, yeah, like, yeah. it could go badly for the NRL. Yeah, OK. And it's not necessarily about money. I'm thinking it could go badly for them in terms of just the court of public opinion, OK? Because, as you said, people are divided on this. Mm. And if she wants to stoke that flame, she could do that. So I think they're going to handle it very delicately. But I think she's been a great sport. I think she's, she's done really well.
1: I remember being at a Broncos game, I reckon, way back in 2002, mm-hmm. there thereabouts. There and, uh, yeah, I think it was uh, a lady genuinely streaked. She, God bless her. She took
4: everything off. God bless her.
1: And uh, she ran the whole field. She yeah, managed wow. to run because the, the play, play was actually down one end. Yep. And uh, she started under the goalpost one end, ran down the other end, and, mate, it was all on show. And, <laughs> and I'll tell you what, she had no reason to be... Shameful. Yeah, wow. And so they obviously escorted away, and Nine News actually caught up with her the following day. They found out who she was. They interviewed her. She said, no, not my proudest moment.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's when they started serving light beer at Suncorp and places like that. We need to go back and find her. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. But look, it has been the talk of the town all week, Okay. And I did notice that the NRL did hold a press conference on this, and we're going to end on that today. But before we go, mate, uh, you have yourself a fantastic week. Everybody, make sure you take care of yourself and... Have a beer with your dad for me. All right, and here is the NRL press conference about our so-called streaker.
2: Good evening. Uh, look, I'm sure you all have questions about the uh, tackle on the young lady who invaded the pitch at the Titans-Eels match on the weekend. Uh, on behalf of the NRL... I'd like to express our sincere apologies that we didn't sign that security guard sooner, as it was clearly the best tackle of the night. Uh, I will now open the floor to questions.
4: Liz Leakes, the Clickbait Times. What about claims that it was sexist for a man to tackle a woman?
2: I would like to point out that the NRL believes in equality between sexes. Uh, If it's good enough for the male pitch invaders, it's good enough for the females. However, if this story won't die down, we have instructed the security guard to say he's transgender so that this all goes away.
1: Lensational MSDNC. What did the NRL Match Review Committee
2: think of the tackle? Uh, good question. Uh, they said that if Junior Paulo had have made a similar tackle in the game, he'd definitely be placed on report. Sounds right.
4: Any truth to the rumour that Wayne Bennett is looking to sign the security guard to the Dolphins for 2023?
2: Uh, None whatsoever, mainly because the Bulldogs have already got him into a development program and are hoping to start him mid-season. Given the way they're playing, he's still got plenty of time to be their top tackler. And lastly, uh, I would like to say that the NRL feels the media should be under fire for this and not us. Uh, You people have written numerous headlines about a topless streaker uh, when this young individual had her bra on the whole time and we blokes didn't get to see one chest puppy. This is false advertising, and you should all be ashamed of yourselves. Good day.
3: The Dummy M. Take two dummies, mix it with stupid sports stories, and you get The Dummy M. Available on all major podcasting platforms.